Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Eagle Nation, thank you for listening to this episode of Gotta Talk, and we will be breaking down a huge matchup uh, for us as Georgia Southern heads to the road on the first time on the 2020 season to face a ranked team in the number 19 Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and Georgia Southern is still 1-0 on the young season because, as we know, the the game against FAU was postponed right now, set for December 5th. Um, so, Cody, bringing you in the conversation now, obviously we had that bonus episode with the insider from FAU, We'll kind of talk about that game a little bit, uh, mainly just about, you know, was that a positive or a negative for the program from a football standpoint of, of missing that game and being able to fo- focus on the Sunbelt uh, Conference opener here um, on the road against Louisiana. Uh, and obviously we'll break down that game against the Raging Cajuns where we're a, a sizable underdog, um, but we'll, we'll see, you know, if, if we can improve from from week one against Campbell and uh, and break all that down, Cody. You sound confident in that thing. <laughs> but, I, I'm as confident as I can be without seeing us play for two weeks, right? I mean, yeah. like, I, I, th- yeah. I think it's the bye week mentality where it's like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I think if, if we're coming off of a big loss to FAU, you know, uh, yeah, my tone's going to be different. Yeah. No, 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 it's, it's fine. And, and the answer, to kind of go ahead and get straight to the point, um, yeah, I think I think the FAU getting postponed till December, at least that's the tentative scheduling aspect that we've last heard um it's a good thing um in fact it allows time to hopefully our, our kids to get healthy um and to get ready to play for this louisiana game um since the game was postponed we really don't have a solid idea as to who all would be back i know that there had been mention of a few players here and there that would be back for the fau game if it was played but um since it wasn't we really had no idea how many of the 33 kids would be back um for the FAU game so hopefully now the extra week that hopefully would mean that the quarantine period for most of them if not all will hopefully have run its course there hopefully would be no more new positive cases which means no more new contact tracing um, requirements which means hopefully fingers crossed that we should be as close to full strength as we can hopefully be all right, could, could you say hopefully another time? Because you, no, 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 right. that's it. That's the last that was, one. I'm that was the most I've ever hopefully. heard. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, so hopefully, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you, and I, th- I think that's a good transition into into the big question here of, you know, was this game against FAU being postponed? Was it a blessing in disguise? Was it a positive or was it a negative for the program? Now you can look at it a couple different ways. Obviously, from a fan standpoint, you're going to say it was a negative. We we all wanted to see a football game. Um, it, it it felt weird because it wasn't a plan by week, obviously. Um, we had less than 30 hours notice. So it, it felt weird on Saturday seeing all these other teams play, seeing Sunbelt teams, you know, on – national TV with, with App State losing, which was awesome, <laughs> against, against Marshall on CBS, and um, you see these other games. So, yeah, I mean, that that hurt, obviously, not getting the national exposure. It's supposed to be ESPN game, mid-afternoon game, um, and we don't know what the TV uh, situation is going to be, right, for that December uh, December 5th game. So no, if probably, that game probably happens, on the plus. Yeah, right, probably on the plus because – um, everybody's going to be playing by then. Big Ten's going to be playing by then, right? So a lot more competition, um, and we're going to kind of take a couple steps back as, as we normally would as as a Sunbelt team and not get that uh, national exposure. So, you know, I, I, think that's, I think that's safe to say that that's a negative from a fan standpoint. Obviously, uh, people were already in Statesboro. Some people were headed to Statesboro to tailgate, to attend the game. People were looking forward to watching the game. Didn't get to do that. That's disappointing. But from a football standpoint, again, on face value and at first glance, you might think, oh, well, it's a negative. We don't get to work out some kinks. We don't get to get some of these players back, like you mentioned, and see what we're like, um, you know, more at 100 percent. You know, we don't get to hit somebody other than than ourselves in practice. Right. Um, Things like that. But, you know, I, I think, Cody, that it honestly is kind of a positive, you know, for a few reasons. Obviously, you would like to have more notice. Um, you know, we can talk a little bit about that if you want, uh, Of uh, you know, uh, with FAU of having the 28 hours notice. Obviously, it doesn't create like a true bye week where you have two weeks to prepare um, for this opponent, which, I mean, I think anybody would take 
two weeks to prepare for Louisiana um, yeah. if, if, if you were going to give it to him. But, you know, so so we get an extra day or two. Um, but you also don't have to deal with the COVID situation, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're inside your bubble, so to speak. You're not having another team come in. And I mean, who knows, you know, that like, I think they did everything kind of the right way, but I mean, you're talking, you know, now they're up to like 20 or so positive cases and who knows if that number is going to grow. So you don't want that situation coming into your home. No, you don't. And and look at it. The way that all these protocols are in place is, is so that, teams don't transfer the virus to another team the protocols worked right if if there's x amount of positives or if there's x amount of positives within a position group in which competitive integrity is is no longer a thing if the both teams were to play uh the game then the game needs to be canceled and if fau wants to try to wait and, and and see you know what exactly they're dealing with up until the day before they leave. Then, then so be it. I, I to me, I'm not so much as upset about it as I think I've seen a lot of other fans on online. Um, simply because I know that when when they came out with the 11 cases, what was it Monday or Tuesday? Whenever it was when they did their first Tuesday is when they announced it. Okay, Monday, yeah. So there's no way, even if they were to cancel the the game, then. There is no way that we one we would ever get another opponent into Statesboro to play us. There's yeah, just, that's there's ludicrous. Just not, the that's people that are even thinking that. Yeah, yeah. So that's not happening. Two, since that's not going to happen, why go? Why cancel it on Tuesday when they still have to do their contact tracing protocols? They still have to see who all is out within all their position groups. So to me, there's no harm in for them to wait to see. Okay. How are we going to look on Friday? And if they feel like they can then go out and perform and play the football game and travel safely and do all the things necessary that's set forth by Sunbelt, Conference USA, and the NCAA, then so be it. Then, yeah, we can play football. But they reached that they couldn't do that, so they had to postpone the game. To me, there's no, there's not really a whole lot of positives in, in wanting to postpone this game. Like you mentioned, you're not getting the the TV coverage, so that you're missing out on whatever money you're getting from advertisement and ESPN splits and all that stuff. Um, they still have to wait another week for their first game, mm-hmm. um, and maybe possibly which a they might not week. even play. Yeah, yeah, yeah South, may, South Florida, South Florida USF, not, yeah. yeah, that may have to get postponed. So there's really when you're starting to look down through it, there's really no reason why FAU should even want to cancel this game. But they did, and I commend them for doing the contact tracing, doing the testing, and doing everything necessary so that college football in and of itself can proceed safely. Yes, there will be some canceled games here and there, postponements, but as long as everybody's safe, then I have no problem with if FAU needs to cancel or postpone it or however it has to turn out. Yeah, and and from talking to Shane Marinelli, the the FAU insider there, um, you know, go back and listen to that bonus episode if you haven't. But and that's what he said. He was like, "Look, the players, the coaches, they wanted to play this game." You know, I, I you know, I, from what I got from him, you know, I think some people in Eagle Nation were kind of thinking that maybe they were hiding stuff from us or they weren't being, you know. Uh, totally forthcoming, right? Of of this, and I, I don't really think that's the case. I think they I were mean, maybe we can't really say nothing. We didn't know that there was going to be thirty three guys out until three. Right, hours exactly. Game. But you know, I I they had full intentions to play. I mean, they weren't releasing those hype videos and stuff of of their equipment truck and the white helmets and all this kind of stuff. They weren't doing that to like pull fleece over our eyes, right? I mean, no, it, it yeah. wasn't kind of like smoke and mirrors tactics or anything. They had full intentions of playing until Friday, and you can you can sit here and second guess and and question of like did they follow the protocols to the T that they needed to where they may be a little too optimistic after getting those first 12 or so cases right um, on, on on Monday and then announce it on Tuesday and have uh, you know cancel practice on Tuesday they're back on practice on Wednesday yeah you can sit there and finger point and be like maybe they should have just called it then but again if they did it doesn't really change the situation that much for us. We're not getting another game in. No. Yeah, not. we get an extra day or two of, of, of practice and, and, and game film and, and maybe a scrimmage or something to prepare for Louisiana. But it really doesn't change that much. So they have full intentions to play. Shane said, you know, the, the players for sure are like heartbroken, just like ours were, that they weren't going to get to play. They were looking forward to this game. Um, they saw it as, you know, we're – 
one of the better teams in the Sun Belt. Obviously, the Conference USA gets compared to the Sun Belt all the time. So he was kind of forthcoming about that of like, look, they, they wanted to use this as kind of a proving ground. We saw Marshall just well, we take down a ranked App State team. Yeah. So, I you mean, know, they, they, yeah. they want they want those matchups. And, and we don't play Conference USA teams, you know. Um, so it's even though with the, like the geographic proximity and all that. So I was looking forward to the game. A lot of people were looking forward to the game. It seems that their players and coaches were looking forward to it. It just didn't work out. Ended up being kind of a depleted situation. Yeah. A lot of our fans are going to look at it from like, Oh, we, you know, we had 33 guys out. Why can't they play from what I got from Shane? They had no defensive line, like literally not one player left yeah. after, see, after the additional thing. nine. It's, it's not going to be, and look, every team's going to be different. You know, maybe the way that Georgia Southern kind of breaks up their groups, maybe it's designed so that if you do have a large number of contact tracing COVID-related cases out, then we can still field a team and go play. Maybe other teams don't do that to where, you know, if one person gets it, then it knocks out the whole position group, you know, first through fourth string because they don't break it up maybe the way that they should or maybe the way that other teams do in order to kind of keep it to where they have – at least a two deep to go forward, but right. And they were, they were kind of depleted there anyway. They were young and experienced on the defensive line, like really young is what he was saying. And then, and then they get hit with this. So, I mean, you're talking, that's not even from like a safety standpoint of like the COVID stuff. That's just from a safety standpoint. You don't want to put guys out there that have never played defensive line, especially against a triple option team. That's just dangerous. I mean, you just don't, you know, some fans are offensive line, you know, right. But, (laughs) (laughs) right. But I mean, you know, you just, you, you, you don't want to do that. It, it, it's not safe, you know, for the players to put kids in the situation like that. Yeah, um, you know, it, there, there comes a point just like with baseball, when you run out of pitchers, like at what point do you just have to throw in the towel and be like, I don't want my third baseman out there you know, like or, or, or whatever. Hey, so Charlie Coberson is pretty good at pitching. There you go. Right. Um, just saying. So, yeah. Uh, but tune in but for a brace podcast aside, yes. coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I mean, if they did not have a defensive line, no matter what, certain fans think of our offensive line then no they need to they did the right thing postponing the game moving it to december and look i to be honest with you um if we're have already clinched a way to to be to be in the sunbelt championship that game probably won't get played regardless because there's no point in playing that game you don't want to play that game before we so I know that's kind of a little bit off topic there, but no, it is. I mean, and that, that, that was going to be my next question was like, if we, you know, I, I talked to him and it seems like Sunbelt is kind of similar in the flexibility because everybody just has to be right. I mean, we don't really have a choice. I mean, there's already yeah, no, no, what yeah. two, two or three Sunbelt teams, I believe playing on that day. Um, but you know, most of those, I think like it's ULM and you know, it's, it's teams that probably aren't going to be contenders. Um, Texas yeah. state, I believe are playing. Um, but yeah, know, Texas state looks pretty good. Have they do look them? pretty good. Yeah, they do. Uh, but, but you know, clicking. <laughs> let's, uh, you know, if like you said, if if we end up in that game, yeah, there's no reason it's a non-conference game. Why are you? There's no, there's no reason to play. There's no, there's reason, no reason, reason to do it. Risk the injury, all that. But no, if we different. don't make the Sun Belt game, it, it might. If depending yeah. on what the bowl season looks like, that might be, you know, a really important matchup to get us in bowl eligibility, or yeah. or to get us maybe a better bowl, or you know, um, or likewise th- for them, maybe or likewise for them exactly. Yep. So, yeah, I think. I know that I saw a lot of people mention that the Sun Belt can be the championship can be pushed back a week or two depending on situation. I really only think that happens is if there's a conference game that has to be played on December fifth that has implications as to who's going to be in the championship game. I agree. I agree. It, it doesn't make sense otherwise. It doesn't make yeah. sense. It, yeah, un- unless you're deciding something to you know in the conference to you know factor into that game there's no reason to delay it for out of conference game that just doesn't make sense or really Um, in conference games like it let's say let's say us and arkansas state have clinched the to go to the championship game but yet uh texas state and georgia state i don't know if they play but let's example still need to play that weekend they can all t- both teams can still play that weekend. yeah there's of no, course there's no, it's just like no a consolation yet. whatever game on the side yeah 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 um speaking of which have you seen the big 10 constellation weekend that eight plus one thing they're doing i have not no it's it's it, like at the final week it's like one verse two uh or one verse one from each like it goes down like division so one from the west one from the east play each other for the championship no and interesting. two and two play for third place and then got to get all the way down Oh. Huh. So, right. yeah. 
I mean, it's going to be interesting this season with, with just everything. I mean, teams, uh, conferences are being forced to do some different things that they probably never would do. Um, so it's it's interesting to see, you know, what that's like, you know, what it's like when the SEC has to play everybody, <laughs> you know, yeah. within the conference and not beat up on the Citadel, you know? So like that, that kind of thing is, is interesting to me. And then, yeah, seeing these like, uh, you know, not playoff formats, but just like postseason things and, and how they're going to handle championship games and all this. It's, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, I, I think overall going back to the point, it's, it's a positive, um, you know, as, as hard as it is to accept that, um, that we didn't play this game cause we don't risk COVID. We don't risk injuries. Uh, we don't risk maybe on field suspensions, right? You get a targeting call or something yeah. against yeah. FAU and, and you miss the, uh, Louisiana game. So while we didn't get a true bye week out of it, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a positive. Let's hope that we just utilize the little bit of time that we had to rest our bodies, um, to get well, only in that, the right but mindset, but to also get go back over game film against Campbell and fix a lot yes. of the mistakes that were made, you know. So hopefully you can get all the kinks worked out too. And, 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 you know, we can talk about that briefly here. You know, obviously that Friday night matchup, you had an ESPN matchup with Coastal Carolina and Campbell. Coastal Ooh, coming off of that big win against Kansas. I know a lot of Eagle Nation were watching closely for that game. Obviously only kind of game on uh, there in primetime game, but they're playing Campbell. Let's see how good Campbell actually is. Um, and then, you know, I think the results were a little unnerving, <laughs> you know, 43 yeah. to 21 Campbell hung around a little bit there in the, in the first half. Um, but for the most part, coastal dominated that game. Yeah, they did. They did. And I think it kind of, to me, the thing that when I was watching this game was to see kind of the, how good Coastal's offense was. I watched them when they played Kansas the previous week. Um, and now, granted, you can say Campbell, you know, Kansas, is that really a good barometer as to how well Coastal's offense is? And right. maybe it's not, maybe it is, I don't know, at this point in the season. But as It's of like right Troy, now, Troy with Middle Tennessee State, yeah, not to get off, but yeah. Yeah. And But as of right now, they did what they needed to do against an inferior opponent, which was they buried them early. Yeah. And you can say that we did not. Now, there's things you can say that may have caused that. You can say it's the 33 young men that are out. You can say that it was this offensive scheme or blocking or play calling or whatever you want to use, whatever you want to say. But the fact of the matter is, is that Coastal put away an inferior opponent quickly, early, and they look good doing it. Us, on yep. the other hand, we didn't. We struggled. It came down to a two-point conversion that they didn't convert. And that could have gone either way, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and so that's concerning. That, that's how I took out of it, is that they put away an inferior opponent. We did not. I'm concerned. The Coastal game to me is obviously what I wanted. That That's that that's what I wanted to see when we played Campbell. It's kind of what I expected. You see their quarterback for Campbell, Taj Malik Williams. Um, he made some plays against Coastal just like he did with us. You know, he scrambled around. He made some plays, made some throws, made some runs for first downs. That's kind of, you know, and, and they were able to score a couple touchdowns. That's kind of what I expected out of that game against us. Obviously not knowing the 33 players, all this kind of stuff. But offensively, I thought it was going to be onslaught. We were going to jump on them early. We were going to have some big runs. Obviously, Coastal mainly did it through the air. Um, that that freshman, uh, redshirt freshman quarterback looked really good for them. Um, but th they had their way with Campbell on the ground as well, right? So um, yeah. that's that's yeah. kind of what I wanted to see out of us when we played them. Like, look, that quarterback's going to get his. He's going to make some plays. He's really good. And I think he proved that again against Coastal. Um, but he's pretty much all they have you know they have like a good wide receiver and they got some playmakers on defense but it's it, it kind of showed what Campbell is you know Coastal kind of exploited that where we made them look a lot better you know and and so mm -hmm. it's it's concerning it is um but again I I think it's a positive hopefully that we had this week off um just to to hone in and focus on on Louisiana be able to watch that game. Obviously the coaches, hopefully, you know, the players as well, obviously we'll be watching game film, get another practice in. Um, so, you know, yeah, what do you think about, did you have a chance to watch the Louisiana Georgia state? I game? did mo most of it. I was able to watch okay. most of it. And yeah, so that, you know, transition to that <clears throat> 34, 31, they maintain their ranking at 19. Uh, AP poll comes out. They hang on kind of overtime win 34, game, right? 34, 31 in Atlanta against Georgia state. 
you know, that's not what anyone expected, right? So obviously after coming off that week one win um, against a ranked uh, Iowa State team, um, that kind of Louisiana's coming out party, you know, it, the, no secret to us, no secret to probably a lot of Eagle Nation and, and Sunbelt fans. We knew how good they were, um, but it, that was their coming out party to the rest of the nation, right? You know, they beat Iowa State, they get that ranking then, you know, how do they respond to that? They go on the road again in Atlanta to Georgia State, and they go down early, 14 nothing. Um, it's 14-7 at half, and then it's kind of back and forth in the second half, and they're able to take it to overtime um, and win it after Georgia State uh, is held to a field goal. They're able to, to um, seal it there with a touchdown. So a um, lot closer than I'm sure they wanted, a lot closer than a lot of people expected. So I guess, Cody, yeah, I mean, what – What's your kind of thoughts on that game? I mean, obviously, that's not what most people expected after that uh, Iowa State win. No, but if you look at kind of like, a, I guess, a trend uh, with some belt teams that are ranked, they seem to always have a letdown the next week after they are ranked. Um, so they just kind of followed that trend. They stayed around. They didn't get down on themselves. When they were down 21-7, they came back and scored, I think, what, three straight touchdowns. Um, and then, you know, from there it was back and forth into overtime. Um, I mean, they're good. They're well coached. Uh, they obviously, you know, it's the second road game in a row. Road games are tough in general. Conference ones are, are tougher. Um, state was prepared. They didn't take them lightly. They didn't overlook them. Um, I think you can tell Georgia State is going to be a competitive team now. I don't know if that'll translate into a a good win loss record. Right, but I think it's a team in which if you take them lightly, they'll beat you. If you if you go in there prepared and 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 don't overlook them, and I you've seen that in years past. I mean, it's it's been yeah. it's been a while, but I mean, yeah, every now and then they'll have the one game where they get blown out. But for the most part, they'll be competitive. You know, yeah. So. With, with Elliott there, they they've been pretty competitive year in year out. I think outside of what one year in which they were like two and ten or something like that. But right. again, they they have pretty good lines up front on both sides of the ball they have good running backs they have good receivers um it's going to be quarterback play which i think will just only get better as the season goes along yeah cornelius brown he uh, you yeah. know a decent the game fourth. 22 39 196 yards touchdown and an interception um so just kind of a an average game you know but but they they got it done on the ground i think i saw um, over 200 yards, 223 yards rushing for Georgia State, um, put up 419 yards of total offense on Louisiana. Now, Louisiana had 519 yards of total offense. Um, they had uh, 279 through the air, 240 on the ground. So, I mean, it, it was it was basically just a shootout there. Uh, yeah. But And then we know Georgia State historically has never had a defense. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of get a read, I guess, on Louisiana because this is Georgia State's first game. You don't really know how – good they actually are you don't know how much of that letdown factor that you mentioned is really coming into play there with Louisiana Um, obviously it's another road game we get them you know on on the road yeah that at their home so uh that's their first home game you know so they're going to be up for that so I guess the question is kind of like you know do you I would almost want this game to be a blowout. You know, I, I would almost, I was expecting as such, you know, I was expecting a, a multiple touchdown uh, win, um, but I would almost want them to blow Georgia state out of the water and then kind of coming in rather than this happen And maybe Louisiana is just mad, you know, <laughs> and they get their home game and they take out their frustration on us that they almost lost that ranking as soon as they got it um, with a, with an upset against Georgia state. Right. I mean, I, I don't know, like it, it, maybe like I'm overthinking it, but I, I think if, I think we're more likely to kind of sneak up on them and, and pull a similar upset as what Georgia state almost did. If they just ran through them, you know, possibly, but I look, I mean, Maybe, um, I would I would agree with you more if it, if it was at our place, like if it was playing at Paulson this week, their third row game. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't I don't think regardless of the outcome of this game, whether they blew them out, lost one or whatever, that they would overlook it. It's it's the first home game. You, you get hyped for the first home game, especially now that you're ranked. Yeah. You're ranked. You're playing, even though it may be only be 20, 25% of, of the crowd say, there. Yeah. Yeah. They're still going to be amped for it. The crowd's going to be up for it. Um, you know, it's. I, I, this is going to be a very, 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 very tough game um, to pull off. And 
you know, regardless, I, I whatever happened in Atlanta this past weekend, I think is already behind them, and I think that they're not going to take this game lightly. And I'm going to also say that this is going to, they're going to probably come out as a as a proving game. You know, we know the Big Ten is going to get back into the AP poll because they're right. about to start playing here in a couple of weeks or uh, a month. Um, you know, they're going to look at it as if we want to stay in this top 25, we're going to need some blowout victories. And I think they're going to probably try to use this Georgia Southern game as a as a blowout game. They're going to come out. They're yeah, going to want to beat us by four or yep. five. Yep, statement game. They're going to want to beat us by five, six touchdowns. And say we're 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 a top twenty team. Well, especially after you have like App losing to Marshall, right? Yeah, I know yeah, Marshall yeah. got the ranking. You know they took the twenty five ranking, but and you know Louisiana will will play App in a couple of weeks here. Um, but that that kind of hurts them too, right? I mean, if you have yeah. multiple Sun Belt teams that are ranked and just drilling opponents, um, that kind of helps their cause you know yeah. where and where now think, they're kind of the lone they're they're in that app state role now you know where they're kind yep. of the the outlier of like all right we're we're the best team in the Sun Belt. we're ranked everybody else is just over here um you know and so so yeah i mean i i do think it creates that chip on the shoulder effect um and and yeah i mean they're, they're gonna want to bury us i mean they, yeah, they are they are they are and and look if you look at kind of how g5 stay in the rankings Outside of the AAC, I guess you can say, they have to bury their opponents. You know, I was surprised the- they stayed at 19. To be honest with you, I, I was looking for the poll to come out yesterday, and I really thought they were going to drop 20 plus. Like I was thinking maybe 21, 22. Um, we've seen that before. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen that with Power Five teams, even. You know, when you when you almost lose to it to a team that you're not expected to um, lose to, but uh, with yeah, I, I I was shocked that they maintained that nineteen. Now, if if Big Ten and stuff is playing, that's not the case. Yeah, I, I definitely mm-hmm. think they drop a, a couple slots, um, but they're going to want to not only maintain that, they're going to want to hopefully improve on that as much as they can uh, to make way, you know, for when. Um, you know, uh, SEC gets kicked off and maybe some more SEC teams jump in the top 25, Big Ten uh, gets in, you know, the mix. So um, they're, they're going to want to hedge their bets and and, and uh, beef up their resume as much as possible, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. And the only know, way to do that is to, is, to, is to absolutely dominate conference teams. Right, right. So with, yeah, because, I mean, they, they've already played their, uh, do they have another non-conference game? I don't think so yeah um i can i can you keep on talking I'll, I'll get back to you on that all right um well i mean i guess next let's let's talk about what what's it going to take for us to to compete in this game to ultimately hopefully win it right um i mean 15.5 point underdogs is, is the latest that i saw um you know i guess we can start with that of you know if you think that is realistic or not. I mean, certainly after the performance we had against, uh, you know, Campbell, I, I think it probably is. Um, but, you know, then you look at what they did against Georgia State with all those kind of question marks, and, and I don't know. I mean, I, but I, I think around two touchdowns, um, you know, certainly probably not less than 10 points is, is certainly fair. Yeah, based on based on our performance against Campbell and not knowing who all is going to be back, if they're going to be back in time for this game and what – Louisiana has, has proven so far. Yeah, I think that's a fair spread. Um, th- Louisiana does have two more non-conference opponents: UAB on April or October twenty-third, and then Central Arkansas on November twenty-first. Okay, all right. So the UAB game might help a little bit. I mean, they're you know they're a better conference USA team, um, but yeah, yeah. they got a, they got a pretty strong road ahead so they get us and then the next game is app and app, then coastal yep. and then coastal and then uab then texas state which we've already said texas right. state offensively looks pretty good and then arkansas state and then south alabama that road got so, tougher it definitely got tougher it, right that, because that, i mean you looks, you look at you you tougher schedule than yeah you read those names like coastal of, yeah. and texas state and normally you're like okay well other than like app and, and maybe georgia southern uh, but now you know who knows? Maybe now we're fitting more into that category of where you would look at uh, coastal or Texas State. Yeah. Let's hope not. But um, you know, it's it's yeah. The the rest of the Sun Belt we kind of mentioned in the last episode is doing really well. Um, you know, you the the kind of bottom feeder there is ULM. Uh, ULM, I think it's kind of still ULM. I think. I mean, honestly, if you're looking at performances so far, 
just just take out the who's all been out for COVID reasons or injury reasons or whatever. So far, the Sun Belt, you you see, I think the two worst performers has been ULM and us. Yeah, hundred um, percent. No question about and, it. And, and and like I said, this isn't to bash the team by no means. We're not trying to sit here and be negative Nancy's on this podcast. It's one game. It's one it's game. We had thirty three players and, out. And there, yeah, there's a lot of issues that go on into it. So it, we're just kind of speaking honestly here. Right. Um. But it's a testament to how well everybody. Uh, this is the greater point. It's a testament to how well everybody else in the conference has played. And a lot of teams have been very surprising. Texas State is one of them. South Alabama is one of them. Coastal, a little bit. I think people kind of expected Coastal to take the jump this year, but maybe not as good as what they're doing so far. Right. Um, so the competition in this conference has, has, to me, increased and gotten way better this season. Will right. it stick? Will it hold? Will we start to get up to Mountain West and American Conference competition level? The only time will tell that. But right yep. now, the competition in this conference is really, really good. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, when you when you look at the the week one where you have the three wins over power five teams, you know, one was Coastal. One, you know, I mean, you're you're having these teams, you know, Texas State playing competitively, Should uh, it South be Alabama SMU. playing competitively. Yeah. So I mean, the I. The thing with the Sun Belt, the criticism that it always got was right. It, it only had one, two, maybe three like quality teams, is, is what most people said. You know, maybe four. You know, but like outside of that, it was a huge drop off. Now you've got a lot more parity. Now you've got a lot more, um, you know, competitive teams in there. Um, yeah, better where, coaching too. Yeah, where I I think as you know, very short sample size, like you said, right? Just a couple of games. But right now, from top to bottom, yeah, I put us maybe right behind the American as, as the best group of five conference of just of what we've seen, you know, so far, obviously mountain West isn't playing, but let's, let's just say, you know, um, that they were, uh, you know, it, it we are kind of bottom dwellers, basement dwellers, you know, what have you, they've improved a lot and, and they're competing against American yeah. teams and they're competing. They're, they're beating power five teams. And, um, so I, I think, I think the balance has, I think it's balanced out a lot. You don't have that huge drop off. Let's hope that it was kind of just a one game fluke, you know, because of all the things we've talked about for us and that we are near that upper echelon <laughs> and that we haven't regressed to the point where we've, uh, you know, uh, swapped places with a South Alabama or a coastal or a yeah. So, yeah. but with, from, from just like a football standpoint, I mean, what, what's, what's the keys to the game for you, Cody? I mean, obviously, you know, to me looking at Louisiana, they haven't even against Iowa state, right. They came out slow in that game. They came out slow against Georgia state. Um, you know, they, and then they kind of claw their way back. Well, we'll see. That's where you, I would jump in right there and say, we can't, wait for them or we can't expect them to start out slow i think the big key for us is to start out fast and not come out flat yes that's what seemed like happening that, well that that's reason. what i was getting at we we have to jump on them early i don't think obviously we can't hope for them to come out slow and then us also be slow we have to come yeah. out aggressively but we what i'm saying is like we've seen that they can obviously come back um there was there was times in the iowa state game where it looked like iowa state had it handled there was times in georgia state where it was like oh man you know they're gonna run away with this and then you know they came back so we have to you know, and we can't get complacent with the lead if we have no, one. No, not at all. And I not mean, hopefully, all. hopefully they know that. I mean, but you know, um, you know, we, I, I think, I think we have to come out, establish the run game. I think we have to mix in some passing, um, and hopefully the defense plays better. I mean, you know, I, I think if we can be aggressive defensively, especially up front, use the talent we have there in the front seven. Um, you know, cause chaos there in the backfield. They've got good running back. They've got Levi Lewis, obviously the quarterback is going to make plays. Um, we have to make him uncomfortable. Um, we have to help well, out our that secondary. that only works if the secondary plays right. well. I know. Right. I mean, the way that the defense is kind of, it looks to be designed is that the secondary locks it down long enough for the, for the front seven to do their thing and to get back there and cause chaos. Now, again, Levi Lewis is really good in all aspects of the game. So he can throw it, he can read, you know, when they're doing the the, the read option plays, and he can run and he can scramble. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to have great containment with Levi Lewis. We can't allow him to sit there and run around in, in five, five, six, seven seconds of time to, to let somebody get open. 
Um, but at the same time, the secondary has got to play a lot better than what they did against Campbell because they the the misses that the Campbell wide receivers had will yes. not happen. Exactly, will not happen in this yeah. game. You're not going to get and right. If, no, and if that's if that happens in this game, we we're going to be behind the eight ball for most of the game. Right. If not well, yeah, we, 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 we talked about Campbell of missing those opportunities and you see that time and time again when you have like a lesser opponent on an FCS team and you just you can point to one, two, three, four or five plays where it's drops, miscues, throw the ball over the head like the two point conversion. Um, yeah. things like that where, you know, you're not gonna you're gonna see more consistency there with a team like Louisiana. They're gonna hit those yeah. plays. They're gonna they're exploit gonna they're gonna exploit you and you know, we we can't let them do it. So with with our secondary, let's hope we get those guys back like we talked about. Um, obviously, we had seven starters out. We had uh, three on defense, four on offense. But on defense, you had Kendrick Duncan Jr., free safety, um, and you also had uh, Daryl Baker um, Jr., cornerback. So the thing that's interesting with that, we knew we were going to be young. We knew we were going to be inexperienced in the secondary, just going in not knowing about what was going to happen with COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so you, when you think about it, we were out there with second, third string guys, like everybody. We were relying on those two guys I mentioned, and you know, returning starters. Yeah, and walk-ons. We were, we were relying on those two guys I mentioned as being our returning starters. So then you take them out of the equation, and it's all completely new. You know, it's all, yeah. I mean, he, he, even Terry Harvin in the uh, 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 pregame show, I was listening to, and he was saying, like, look, I don't even know these guys' names. Like, I've, I've never said these guys' names before. That's not, <laughs> like, he was just blunt and honest about it, and, and I love him for it. It's, but he was like, love Terry, man. He's yeah, great. but he, he was like, look, I don't even know who these kids are, so let's hope they can make a play. You know, so like, but, but it's true, and that's how we were on offensive line last year. So, let you know, let's hope that, really did play a huge factor. You know, I think it probably did, um, especially, obviously, when it I'm talking about the 33 players being out and the seven uh, stars being out, but I, I think it did play a significant role with our secondary play. So let's hope that increases and gets a lot better, um, and hopefully we get those guys back with, with, uh, with well, this rest. Well, if anything, let's just say those same group of guys have to go back out there against Louisiana. At least we have, they've had two weeks for Sloan to say, hey, look, this is the film. This is the mistakes. This is where y'all can improve. This is also what you did really well on. This is what you need to continue to do well on. This is how Louisiana is probably going to attack us. This is what they've done the last year or two under Billy Napier when we played them. And here, here's what we need to game plan. You know, the the only downside is, is that Louisiana is a lot better. And yeah. so even if they even if they do let's just say it's the same group even if they do improve game wise and, and tape it could be a worse score they could score way more points even mm-hmm. if they do improve their play um, just because right. of the talent level with Louisiana is so much greater. Yep. Um, so I, I echo the comments. Let's hope that we get everybody back, defense, offense, and and that we can have a a a really nice showing down there in Louisiana. Obviously, um, Wesley Kennedy is going to be big question mark there. You know, he he was a, a part of that thirty three group. We don't know where he fit in in the equation of that thirty three group. Um, don't you know? I I I think you know. Hopefully, he's back. I mean, that, that's all I can yeah, say. Will, we know we will, know how much better yeah, of a team we are when when he's on the field. We are, but at the same time, and and. We have other parts there on offense to make the offense go. It's not just Wesley Kennedy. Now, is he a great addition? He's a big time home run threat, and he is something that for me, it, it's the return the game for him. I mean, on special well, teams, he's okay, invaluable yes. there. Now, special Caleb Hood's going to be is. good moving forward. He's still very young and 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 can develop both you know on special teams and you know as a returner and on offense. Um, but he's invaluable on, on special teams on, on kick and punt returns. Yeah, he can, he can change a game and we need, we need that X factor back I'm there. Just go ahead and say it. If he's not playing then on all kickoffs and punts, just fair catch it. Just, just don't even yeah, risk it. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> just, but, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. We get, you know, we get a three and out from them. We get something like that where, um, or even a kickoff return, you know, that, that can swing a game, you know, and, it and, can. and, or I mean, even just help, great, even Louisiana just great field. Iowa yeah. state. Even just great field position, right? So I, I think he's an X factor there on that. Yes, on offense you have King, 
Um, you have LaRoche, you have uh, Wright, you know, you've got, you've got plenty of playmakers. Hopefully we get Darion Anderson back. He, he was Apparently. included. He was included in that six players that, that Lunsford mentioned in the, um, According to the, the coaches Internet. show. Yeah. In the coaches show that they were going to be back for FAU. So let's hope that, you know, he's back along with some others. Um, but yeah, I mean, when Wesley Kennedy's on the field, we're a better team. Um, and I think it opens up the offense too, because we can kind of put him in different positions and maybe he's like a decoy, you know, too. So yeah, I, I, we're going to have to be clicking on all cylinders. It goes without question. Um, so I got, I got something that we're going to have to, if in order for us to win this game, is that offense has got to finish drives with touchdowns. We can't yeah. settle for field goals. Of course, yeah. If we settle for field goals, kind of, kind of what we did the first half against Campbell, two field goals or what was it? Yeah, two field goals and then a, and then a botched one. Um, that's not going to win football games. And throughout and the game too, it, throughout yeah. the game, because because my thing is not. I mean, you look at like the Atlanta Falcons of what they just did with Dallas, <laughs> right? But like like you, we could come out clicking and and be up, you know two scores, three scores on them, you know, three touchdowns on them at half, right? But if if but we if we if zone. we take it if we take it easy in the second half and then we settle and try to sit on the lead and, and get field goals, yeah, no, they're going to come back. They've proved it time and time again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that that's my thing is like yes, out of the gate, we've got to convert those, but it has to be throughout the game. Um we yep. uh, you know, not to say that like I mean, our field goal situation I think looked pretty promising um you know it does uh, in, in, in and that you yeah. know see that's my struggle with it is that is, is the field goal kicking team to be looking good and has it been good the previous two three seasons yes but are we using it as a crutch yeah are we, I mean, we are crutch? we are i mean uh, you know we we shouldn't i mean certainly with tyler bass because it was it was almost automatic and, and we knew there were situations where we you could just tell we were playing for a field goal. Now I don't think yeah, we're going to be so. Kinda, that's what's frustrating is that I don't I don't want us to get inside the forty and for the offense and you know from coaching to change down, the just, play calls to like well, have that be the fallback of like yeah. okay well we can do this if this doesn't we, hit then we'll just run it twice up the middle yeah, and kick a field we goal. Just yeah we just need to have that kind of cutthroat mentality of no matter what we're not selling for field goals we got to punch it in the end zone. Yeah, and even and go even even that, consider going for it on fourth down, you know, fourth and yeah. short and stuff. Get get back to that like flexbo mentality where you know you have you have Munkin and Johnson where where it's you're not just even going flexbo. It's just a it's just a I want to destroy the opponent mentality. Yeah. And I, I think know? I think that's I mean you you talk about the you know step on their throat and choke them out that like Lunsford said you know years ago that's that's what we need to have and well, field goals aren't going to get away it from that a little bit yeah I do I under because I hundred percent do because I think that's what sold him to most of Equal Nation to be the head coach was when he came out with that statement and then we saw the follow up with the win against Louisiana yeah you know is that mentality still the same with offense because no, I don't think so. Um, well, see, then that needs to get back to it. Yeah, I mean, you've seen time and time. I mean, and and you know the the bowl win against Eastern Michigan. You know, you you just kind of uh, you know you claw back. You do that. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you. I, I can't really think of a game. I mean, maybe Georgia State last year. You know, like maybe that that comes to mind yeah. of, of a game where maybe we App State we App State but even App State even App State we kind of that yeah not last year it. not last year in 2018 I would say App State 2018 yeah. I would say App State where it was pretty much complete dominance last year we let them come back we got complacent and we we kind of let you know it got scary there um, towards the end right and yeah. Uh, and then yeah Georgia State last year in the final game I mean we we took it to them pretty much from from start to finish but it's it's been you know, more often than not, we don't have the games where we have four straight quarters of just pure dominance, pure dominance, and not taking the the foot off the gas. You know, and yeah. um, and maybe I would, not even per dominance. Maybe it's just four really aggressive quarters of football, just aggressiveness yeah, on yeah, offense yeah, yeah. and defense. Sending guys, you know, blitzing. How how often do we see us drop back into just a soft zone? You know, uh, you know when when we have the lead, or even when uh, when it's uh, tied or close. Then on offense, you know, we get complacent with just the dive plays and this and that, and let's try to run clock. I want to see us be more aggressive and go for the throw. That doesn't mean on offense that we have to chunk the ball up for, you know, 50 yard passes, but, but do something different, mix in plays. And, you know, if you have those scripted drives, you know, in in the first or two drives, I want to see that kind of variety kind of throughout the game. You know, I want to see creative play calling um, and, you know, and, and take some risk, you know, in, in games like this where you're playing, 
what looks like a superior opponent at this point, um, you have to take some risk. You have to treat it just like you're playing the other a fellow Sunbelt team, but you have to treat it like you're playing um, any other like ranked opponent, like their Power 5 team. You know, If you get in a situation where it's fourth and short, you go for it. If you get in a situation um, where it's... You know, I mean, you can, not, uh, you can, with this season, like, like you can never, fake you know, a field goal or punt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't even know a month from now if we're going to have any more games because you just never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, why not go ahead and take the chance and, and right. try to do everything that you can to win football games? Like, yep. I think, you know, it's kind of interesting that we get to this point as far as is the mentality of the coaching staff still the same as it was during that South Alabama game. Right. You know, that, that, I mean, well, and how much of that was on the players of just like kind of desperation yeah. and yeah, they were playing for Lunsford, but they were also kind of just playing for themselves and taking out all well, that yeah. frustration that to me, hasn't seemed to be sustained throughout this. You know, we've seen so many slow starts, especially on the road in Lunsford's tenure. Games, and we've also seen games in which we have this incredible energy and we just play great throughout. But it's like you said, it's not sustainable. It like hasn't been sustained. It's not consistent. And and yeah. you know, and that and yes, much easier said than done. But it's 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 something that especially there's no reason why we shouldn't get up for this Louisiana game. There's no reason why we shouldn't see the team fired up from start to finish in this game, period. There's just not. Against Campbell, you could argue it. Right, you you have all the factors at play. You had the delay start. You had the thirty three players out. There's still a lot of unanswered of of you know who knew what when it came to that. You know, did guys just find out that they were playing? You know, an hour or two before kickoff. Um, you know, you it's it's first game jitters. You're playing an inferior opponent in Campbell. You think you're going to run through them? There's a lot of factors. There's no reason why any of that should be the case here. You're going in on the road against a ranked opponent, opening some belt play with something to prove. And, and 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 one step towards your goal of getting back to the Sun Belt Championship game. You know, something that you haven't been able to accomplish since yeah. you, you know, first year of the Sun Belt. And 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 it starts it starts this week. It starts Saturday. And they have to prove yeah. it. They have to go out and show it because, you know, they 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 didn't have that mentality against Campbell. But let's hope that that was just because it was Campbell and all those other factors. And uh, th- there's no reason not to be hyped for this game. True. So I guess without anything else to add. No, no, no. I mean, do you it's a want to do game. a prediction. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I don't know if I want to do predictions this year. All right. I don't know, but I mean, I, I, we'll end with this. It's a road game. We've we've kind of struggled with road games the last couple of seasons. Um, you look at, back at last year. We played really well at Minnesota. We played really well at App, but then we played terribly at Troy and Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of gets back to what we were just talking about with the consistency. I would like to see us play strong, good football all four quarters and obviously come out with a victory. It's going to be tough, and I guess we'll have a you know better understanding of where we lie in terms of who all can play on Saturday when it, when game time gets here. Right. But Yeah, that, that could change everything. Know. I mean, if we, if yeah, we, if we see and it's still double digits numbers or in the 20s or, God forbid, yeah. the, the 30s again, yeah, it's it's going to change a lot of things. And unfortunately, we're just not going to know that until a couple hours before kickoff. True. But let's. But overall, general program looking at things, let's play consistent, good four quarters of football. Let's see a let, – let's kind of see is it hyped. Let's see a, a cutthroat kill mentality throughout the entire football game where, you know, we jump up early, we put them away, and that's it. Now, I will say this. Looking back at the Campbell game, the one positive thing that I can find um, or one of the positive things I can find is that we didn't give up on ourselves and we didn't quit on the coaching staff. Right. Even down 26 after the terrible start to the second half, we stayed composed, we came out, we – we're like, all right, we'll play football now, and then we went out and and did what we had to do and, yep. and to win the game. So that's that's good. So, but let's not get down. We're, by we're not. I was about to say we're, we're not. We're not coming back from, no. from twenty six. Let's not get down Louisiana. fourteen points and let's not play this game because I don't want to have a like. A, a, gosh, I I feel like <laughs> those games take fifteen years off my life. Oh, they do. They do. Um. So yeah. I, this is uh, this is going to be a tough game. This is a prove it game through. for for yeah, me. I'm is, looking at it as a prove teams. it game. You talk you talk about Louisiana using it as a, as a statement game. This is a statement game for us. Look, we dealt with all this stuff. 
and show that it was a fluke. A lot of show backlash. that, yeah, show, yeah, show, show that this is who we truly are. This is what we look like, hundred percent with these players back. Um, you know, we we shook off. You know, uh, we still got the win there. We shook it off. And, um, the, you know, we are one of the better teams in the Sun Belt, and we are going to compete for a championship. And you're taking on right now what looks like the best team in the Sun Belt. And, you know, and, and, and prove it. Yeah. It's a prove it game. I mean, and, mm-hmm. you know, and if we, I think just like with Georgia State, if you get them on the ropes and you play four quarters and make some plays and, and, and get some stops, you can you can hang with them. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think Georgia State to be that is that defense. much better than us, if better than us. You know, so yeah. I, it's possible to beat this team. It's not an insurmountable <laughs> oh, feat, no, 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 but no. like we no. have to take care of what we can take care of. We have to play well ourselves. We can't expect them to not play well um, or, or, or slow start or, or what have you or turn the ball over several times. Yeah, we we just have to have that choke them out mentality. Yeah, from start and, to finish. And- you're right. This isn't this isn't some tremendous team. Um, I mean, I feel like the two App State teams that we beat the two, previous two seasons are is a better team than what I agree. Louisiana right team now. Is. Right now, yeah, yeah, right now, right now. Um, so there's no reason for us not to think that we can go down there and beat them. It's it, it, you're right. This is a prove it game not only for, but for us. And to me, we win or lose based on on how we Georgia Southern play, not so much anything that Louisiana does. Yeah. If we come down there and execute our offense and do well, we should win. And if we come down there and execute our defense well, we should win. Now, if defense doesn't execute well and or offense doesn't execute well, then it's going to be a long day for us. But if we can go down there and play football the way that I believe most of the fans think we can play, as well as the coaching staff believes, then there's no reason why we shouldn't win this game. Yeah. But it's just we have to see it. Like we just in, in that that gets back to the other point. We just want is consistency. Yeah, it just seems like this team kind of goes up and down, peaks and valleys. It's some. Weeks That's why Campbell was so frustrating kinda, because we yeah, know we know it the is. talents there. I don't think it's a recruiting issue. I think we have plenty of talent. I think you know. So it, it's it's frustrating when you see a team, you know, underachieving. It is, and you know, and and you can finger point you know, a million different directions. But like if if we were just if we were ULM. It's a different conversation. It's just like, look, guys, we're a bad football team. Like, you know, but yeah. but I don't think we're a bad yeah. football team. I think you know, there's there's factors at play um, that are limiting our potential of, of how good we can be. And let's hope those things get corrected, and we can, you know, have a much happier podcast come exactly next Monday. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> so with with that, we will pick it up where we recap uh, Louisiana. And we will look forward to uh, ULM um, previewing that game, hopefully at 2-0 and on the season, um, headed back to Louisiana against uh, the, the lesser two of, of the Sunbelt Louisiana mates mm-hmm. um, in ULM. So with that, Cody, as always, hail Southern. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gatatalk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.